Hello, and welcome to this Speed Listen installment of the Six Gun Justice podcast. Soon to be exclusive to our Patreon supporters, Speed Listens are occasional short podcast installments in support of our full-length Six Gun Justice episodes. I'm Richard Prosh, writing solo today as your host. My compadre and Six Gun Justice co-host, Paul Bishop, and I will each be presenting Speed Listen installments while continuing to host our regular podcast episodes together. In this Speed Listen installment, I'll be talking about Have Gun, Will Travel. I've talked about my life growing up in Nebraska a lot on the Six Gun Justice podcast, and it was on our old black and white TV set that I first met a great many of the Western icons Paul and I discuss. It's funny because by the time I came along, some of the classic Western shows were being broadcast in color. Bonanza, Gunsmoke, and Death Valley Days come to mind, but to me they will always be in black and white because that's the kind of set we had until the mid-1970s. Besides first-run shows, I also met a few classics from the 50s and 60s in syndication reruns, The Rifleman, The Lone Ranger, and Gene Autry. And those were all originally broadcast in black and white. Situated as we were out in the middle of nowhere, syndicated shows were limited to what our three fuzzy heartland stations could acquire. I knew next to nothing about Have Gun, Will Travel until I went to college. Once there, a dorm buddy and I were able to pull in an Omaha station that showed classic westerns after the late news. It was there that I finally thrilled to the adventures of Paladin in Have Gun, Will Travel. Originally broadcast from 1957 to 1963, the show features Paladin, the gentleman adventurer, played by Richard Boone. Boone had previously distinguished himself on the contemporary drama Medic, earning a Grammy nomination in 1955, but he also had a string of western notches on his holster. He appeared with Randolph Scott in Ten Wanted Men, 1955, with Kirk Douglas in Man Without a Star, again 1955, and in Robber's Roost with George Montgomery, also in 1955. He was a busy guy. One of my favorite westerns, The Tall T, paired Boone again with Randolph Scott in 1957. I wrote a review of The Tall T in Scott Harris and Paul Bishop's book, 52 Weeks, 52 Western Movies, and I urge you to see the film and pick up the book. As it turns out, it was in fact Randolph Scott who was first offered the role as Paladin in the new CBS TV series, Have Gun, Will Travel. During the course of the show, Boone continued to act in other venues, including 81 performances as Abraham Lincoln on Broadway's The Rivalry, and a cameo as Sam Houston in John Wayne's The Alamo. The basic premise of Have Gun, Will Travel finds Paladin and his Asian servant Hayboy living in San Francisco's Hotel Carlton. Paladin's a lover of fine wine, fine cigars, custom-made suits. He often reads poetry and classical literature. But don't let that fool you. Paladin is also a freelance investigator slash gunslinger who, if the price is right or the cause just, dons his black shirt, trousers, and hat along with his distinctive gun rig, and he gets to work. Not only is he an expert marksman and gun hand, he's skilled in the martial arts, and sometimes they do show him training. Each of the TV episodes begins with a close-up on Paladin's holster, a jet-black affair with a platinum chess piece knight affixed to it. Inside is a 45 caliber Colt single-action Army Cavalry model revolver. It was later revealed that revolver features an unusual rifled barrel. If you've seen the show, that opening scene with its distinctive four-note beat will stay with you. The bold statement, have gun, will travel, a riff on newspaper classified ads from the time, became famous overnight with many imitators, including Robert Heinlein, who named his famed young adult novel, Have Spacesuit, Will Travel. 
Paladin's name comes from the foremost knight in Charlemagne's court, and it's something of a mystery, an icon of chivalry, bravery, and nobility. No other name for the character was ever given in the TV production or the companion radio show. That radio show is an additional mark of distinction for Have Gun, Will Travel. The show was an instant television success for CBS, with an almost immediate barrage of licensed products from toys to books and comic books. Just over a year after the TV premiere, the radio show debuted with veteran actor John Daner. Daner was familiar to Radio Western fans. His voice appeared on Gunsmoke and Laramie. Soon he was pulling double duty as Paladin and the Frontier Gentleman, another of the late Western radio shows and a real blast to listen to. I enjoy Frontier Gentleman a lot. On radio, the producers of Have Gun, Will Travel were careful not to veer too far away from the TV show formula. The show would open at the Hotel Carlton, with Paladin living his life of sophisticated ease, when Hayboy, or a stranger, would intrude to deliver an opportunity for employment. Paladin charged a high price for his service, as much as $1,000, but he often worked for free if justice was the goal. Of the 106 aired episodes, some of the first were straight adaptations of the television program, as broadcast earlier in the same week. Eventually, original stories were introduced. Most interesting, when the show was set to go off the air, a grand finale was penned, with Paladin leaving San Francisco, maybe forever, to reclaim an inheritance back east. The show is the only old-time radio program to find real success jumping from television to radio, but the fact that it only lasted two years also shows the waning interest in the medium. Meanwhile, the show ran on television for six seasons, Saturday nights from 1958 until 1963. It was nominated for three Emmy Awards, Best Actor in a Leading Role for Richard Boone, Best Western Series, and Outstanding Performance by an Actor in a Series. Notable guest stars included Charles Bronson, Vincent Price, James Coburn, Harry Morgan, Jack Elam, Pernell Roberts, Warren Oates, Lon Chaney Jr., Sidney Pollock, and June Lockhart. A stable of up-and-coming young writers filled the bill as well. Bruce Geller, who later created Mission Impossible, Samuel A. Peoples, Sam Peckinpah wrote for Have Gun, Will Travel, Richard Matheson, and Star Trek's Gene Roddenberry, who won a Writers Guild of America award. Speaking of writing, I want to touch on the tie-in books and comics I mentioned earlier. Three novels were based on the television show. The first was one of our beloved hardcover Whitman tie-in books in 1959, written by Barlow Myers, who also wrote Whitman's entry, The Restless Gun. The second was a Dell paperback original written for adults by Noel Loomis. The third, published in hardcover and paperback, is based on the TV episode Genesis by Frank Rolfe and was adapted by Frank C. Robertson. It's in this book, A Man Called Paladin, that the character is finally given a name, Clay Alexander. But fans of the series don't accept that as canon. I discovered an interesting segment more in line with the legend in the Loomis book when a sidekick character says to Paladin, I've never known. Is that your surname or your Christian name? Paladin smiles and says, it is either. The Loomis novel stands up well as a fine example of paperback fiction from the day. Noel Loomis, 1905-1969, was a writer of westerns, mystery, and science fiction. He contributed scripts to the Have Gun, Will Travel TV show, along with Cheyenne and Bonanza. Apart from the tie-in aspects of the book, which are perfectly executed, the book also stands alone as a solid western in the tradition of Fawcett's gold medal titles or the ace double westerns with no budgetary restrictions, no threat of network censors, and no time frame, no 30-minute to consider, Loomis cuts loose, allowing Paladin to experience adventure on a grand and pretty violent scale. 
As you'd expect, the beginning of the book finds our hero at the Carlton Hotel, circa 1868, lounging about in luxury. Paladin's manservant, Hayboy, alerts him to an ad offering a reward for information on the whereabouts of a missing Santa Fe newspaper man. Soon, Paladin also learns about a group of filibusters, hired mercenaries from the U.S. moving south of the border to foment revolution. They're using Santa Fe as their headquarters. Almost immediately, another connection to Santa Fe enters, a mysterious woman named Miss Amanderes. Paladin's destination is clear literally by the third page of the novel. We know he's going to Santa Fe. Accompanied by an English dandy named Sather White, Paladin goes to Santa Fe and meets the missing newspaper man's wife. Enamored with a revolutionary and friend named Three-Fingered Phil, Joe Marsh has joined the filibusters and traveled into Mexico, only to disappear. Paladin learns that Marsh's wife has put up the reward just for appearances. She's really in love with a local rancher named Tom Whipple, and just as soon not have her husband found. Whipple promises Paladin an extra reward if he can see his way clear to make sure that Marsh is found dead. But as the cover of the book says, Paladin is for hire. His price is justice. Our man isn't a hired gun, but an investigator and a writer of wrongs. Even the U.S. Marshal dispatched to the territory to look into the filibuster situation recognizes him. Aren't you that private detective from San Francisco? During the course of events, Loomis gives plenty of pages over to pure action. There's a staged Apache raid with flying arrows, there's plenty of gunplay, and there's a gut-busting fight between Paladin and tough-as-oak three-fingered Phil. Frankly, Loomis puts his protagonist through enough punishment to war at an early grave. My one criticism of an otherwise exciting fight scene was I simply couldn't imagine slender Richard Boone surviving such a beating. But I guess that's the magic of the tie-in novel. Later, when Paladin finally finds Joe Marsh in the filibuster camp, Loomis again cuts loose with a grueling scene of violence that mostly takes place off the page, but forces Paladin to make a speech and take a stand. You don't have to be a fan of the TV or radio show to enjoy Have Gun, Will Travel, the novel, a surprisingly hard-hitting entry in Dell's Western paperback line. When Dell got the rights to produce the paperback, it also put out a comic book. Beginning as a tryout feature in the company's long-running four-color comics, the fourth issue took up the Have Gun, Will Travel title and ran 11 more issues to number 14, September 1962. With full-color photo stills of Boone gracing the covers, the stories are standard fare for the times, though unlike The Lone Ranger, a companion cowboy also published by Dell, Paladin sometimes has to plug a guy rather than simply shoot at his hands. Credits are often difficult to track down for Dell, who didn't care beans about listing writers or artists by name. A lot of the stories were penned by the always dependable Paul S. Newman, and art was sometimes by Alberto Giolitti, who was more famous in comics fandom for his later work on Gold Key's Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, and Star Trek. After the show, Richard Boone went on to perform in movies and on the stage. Some of his most memorable films include Rio Conchos, 1964, and Big Jake with John Wayne in 1971. In the early 70s, Boone appeared in a short-lived TV show called Heck Ramsey as a frontier lawman who was a little less gunfighter, a little more detective than Paladin. I remember watching the show a few times with my dad, but I can't recall much about it, so it's one more to add to my list of Western entertainments. Meanwhile, let us know about your list of Westerns. What do you like to watch and read? Let us know at sixgunjusticewesterns at gmail.com. Hopefully, I've inspired you to move Have Gun, Will Travel toward the top of your pile. It's a great example of Western television and radio in its pop culture heyday. Thanks for listening to this exclusive Speed Listen installment of the Six Gun Justice podcast. 
Remember to check out the Six Gun Justice website at www.sixgunjustice.com for regularly updated reviews, articles, and interviews from the best of the Western wordslingers. You can follow the Six Gun Justice podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be kind to one another, be kind to yourself. Keep your cattle watered and your powder dry. Adios. Adios.